the topic for this um, podcast is CT perfusion. What I want to talk is um, on the following outline. What is CT perfusion? How is CT perfusion done? Application of CT perfusion. Finally, I want to talk about how to do CT perfusion safely. So what is CT perfusion? The CT perfusion is an imaging procedure that allows functional evaluation of tissue vascularity. Perfusion of CT is based on temporal changes in tissue attenuation after injecting intravenously iodine contrast material. So it basically happens is like once the iodine contrast material is, in, is injected, the enhancement of tissues it depends on tissue iodine concentration and it is an indirect reflection of the tissue vascularity and vascular physiology. Therefore, CT perfusion allows us to evaluate the tissue vascularity and vascular physiology by scanning over the same region. The post-intravenous injection of iodine contrast material allows for tissue enhancement is then evaluated based on its distribution in both intravascular and extravascular component of the region. How is it done? And what is perfusion basically? It is the functional hemodynamic parameters such as the blood flow in a region of interest, blood volume, mean transit time, and time to peak enhancement can all be derived from perfusion CT studies. Since CT perfusion is, can be done very fast, this is even more timing which allows for quantifying these parameters such as the blood flow, blood volume, mean transit time and time to enhancement in a very quantitative way. For a quality study, it is important the timing of each CT acquisition. The tube voltage are the parameters used such as tube voltage, tube current and rotation time are to be optimized. Otherwise, you can end up having a study with lot of ill effects such as radi high radiation exposure and so forth. How is CT perfusion done? The CT perfusion is done as follows. Like any other CT scan, the patient is prepped and then when the perfusion protocol includes injecting iodine contrast material and obtaining a series of CT scans over the same region. And that is something different from all the other CT procedures where the CT scans are usually done one acquisition across the region of volume and the scan is done. Whereas in CT perfusion, the way it's done is the same scan volume is scanned repeatedly. A repeated acquisition of the volume of interest is during the first pass of contrast material is obtained. And this can last approximately 1 to 2 minutes. For fast CT scans of 0.3 seconds, scanning for 1 to 2 minutes means acquiring the volume of 3 to 5 times of the same volume. It is then followed by a CT acquisition of delayed phases that can last from 2 to 10 minutes. Here is an example of a brain perfusion CT acquisition. You normally you have a, a initial scan 
of a brain of the head CT that is considered like a white, like a mask, followed by the series of red indicated uh, column here indicates a acquisition, a CT acquisition of the same region in an early arterial phase, followed by a number of acquisition, we call it as um, our peak arterial phase, and then a green, a blue one called as the late arterial phase. This together approximately about 4 plus 5 plus 4, about 13 acquisition is done over a period of 10 to 40 seconds. That's post contrast injection. Then afterwards there is a delayed phase during which a delayed acquisition is occurred multiple times over a period of 1 to 10 seconds. So overall the CT perfusion can involve lot of CT scans of the same volume which, in, which introduce the effect a concern for skin radiation dosings. The skin exposed to the same doses after a certain level can induce skin erythema or hair loss and that is possible in CT perfusion if, if the parameters and the weights acquired is not optimized. What are some of the CT perfusion applications? One of the main primary applications which has been now established is in brain. Diagnosis and assessment of stroke has been the, one of the key niche applications of CT perfusion. From the time the CT perfusion became viable on the modern scanner. However, we are also beginning to see perfusion CT application in the body regions. Primary application is in oncology where a lesion characterization and assessment of tumor response to medication, chemotherapy and radiation can be studied by doing body perfusion. The other application is cardiac CT perfusion which can be used for evaluating cardiac function. So let me show you here what is this, a typical CT perfusion dose data applies. Shown here is an example of a CT perfusion done on an ICU patient admitted for a stroke evaluation. The person is in actually is in, was, is in coma and they are evaluating the brain function by doing this perfusion where the CT perfusion is, provides very beneficial information for evaluating the function of the brain in this instant. However, the side effect of the CT perfusion is a concern for excessive radiation exposure. On this dose chart here shown here, this particular protocol done in February had a head routine followed by a dual energy CT and geography of the head followed by a dynamic CT scan that is a perfusion CT scan. I want to draw your attention to the techniques chosen here. Since this perfusion studies needs to be optimized, the best option is to use a low tube voltage such as ATKV here, which indicates here a dynamic study done at ATKV, approximately 200 MAS fixed technique, results in almost a DLP of 30, 30, 30, 300 centimeter. The, the word of caution is 
if the skin dose exceeds more than 3000 milligram, there is in chances of initial initiation of initial erythema and hair epilation. So that's one thing which we need to watch out while performing CT perfusion to make sure the protocol is well optimized. From these dynamic studies as shown in these images, the system automatically generates various quantitative parameters such as the blood volume in the region, mean transit time, peak flow and so forth useful for evaluation of the stroke patient. Here is a study basically demonstrating what is the typical effective dose in brain perfusion CT. This involves multiple segments of the perfusion study, a mask, early arterial phase, late arterial phase, peak arterial phase and venous phase. Together on an average it's about 4 millisievert for perfusion CTs of the brain can be high 23 to 26 millisievert per perfusion of the body CT protocol. More than the effective dose in perfusion CT, one needs to watch the surface dose such as the CTDI wall or the DLP as indicated here which can provide an indication of the surface dose which is an indicator for any type of um, can provide an indication for uh, early transient erythema, epilation and so forth. So as physicists we evaluate or monitor this, these doses uh, such as the peak skin dose for watching out for any type of uh, deterministic effect. In this slide is shown an example of a CT perfusion in oncology. The panel of images shows the liver image of a conventional CT before therapy hepatic perfusion scans before therapy and after therapy where the vascular structure uh, distribution of this uh, contrast material. Here is another example of a CT perfusion of GI tumor. On the left hand side is shown the blood volume parametric map obtained from CT perfusion of the um, GI tumor area. The middle image shows the, um, the, uh, the x-ray image or a CT image, uh, uh, actual image, and on the right hand side shows the pathologic, pathologic specimen shows areas of absence of perfusion or enhancement suggesting necrosis. Basically this image basically demonstrating the, the CT perfusion capability of evaluating uh, tissue, vascularity and permeability and so forth. This is particular images showing the perfusion CT of liver metastasis from colon cancer. So the perfusion CT enables early treatment response of chemotherapy for meta liver metastasis of from colon cancer. Shown the panel of images, quantitative information such as blood flow, blood volume and so forth can be obtained from doing the perfusion, CT perfusion of the body. The other side, the dark side of the CT perfusion. This shows an image of the first case documented showing a hair loss after a patient undergoing a series of little subtraction and geography procedure under interventional fluoroscopy followed by a CT perfusion. The loss of hair loss, the bandwidth of the hair loss indicates is a multi-detector CT scan of 64 slice scanner. 
This is this is well documented back in 2005. Here is a series of images which really brought lot of attention to the CT perfusion. This is the publication of the images in New York Times in August of 2010, showing a series of patients under who underwent CT perfusion studies in one of the prime hospital, experiencing classic hair loss. The hair loss, which shows like a band of hair loss, as because of the 64 slice scanner, these patients lost hair because of this radiation dose exceeding the level required for which can initiate a deterministic effect. Just finally, I want to draw your attention. The radiation injuries in CT is very rare for the first time documented because of the CT perfusion. So this study is basically showing in July 2010 talking about the hair loss in patients who underwent CT perfusion and experienced this hair loss. All the clinics, everyone, are required to evaluate the protocols to make sure that their protocol undergoing CT perfusion does not have the same problem. However, even after a year, it was brought to the attention one of the hospital still continued to do the same type of procedure resulting in a hair loss. So, what is the best optimization method? Again, CT perfusion, when done properly, has lot of utilization. Hence, optimizing the protocol is key and the optimization is best done with the teamwork of the radiologist, physicist and technologist. One of the dose optimization strategies is CT perfusion should not be done at the high tube voltage. In fact, lowering the tube voltage from 120 to 100 or to 80 kV has the potential to decrease radiation dose and also improves image contrast. Therefore, a CT perfusion protocol, the first thing to check is what type of tube voltage is set on the CT perfusion protocol. It should be set at 80 kV, at the most 100 kV but not beyond that because Higher KV can lead to a sh sharp increase in the radiation exposure to the skin surface, thereby leading to potentially leading to some type of a deterministic effect. One can also adapt iterative reconstruction methods at lower, at to lower the image noise and allow CT perfusion at lower doses. So the take-home point is. One needs to watch out for skin dose exceeding the threshold to cause the deterministic effects due to repeat scan. We can do a lot of measurements, but one of the when is like to keep the lower tube voltage. I'm going to repeat this. So the take home points. First and foremost, a good CT perfusion studies are to be watched out for skin dose that can exceed the threshold to cause deterministic effects due to repeat scans. By watching out the skin dose and the technique set for CT perfusion, it becomes imperative on the clinic to make sure that the protocols are optimized in order to do a safe CT perfusion studies. Keeping lower tube voltage of 100 kV or 80 kV during the contiguous acquisition is critical to reduce the potential skin injury. One quick way to see or track the radiation dose in the patient undergoing CT perfusion is to simply watch the CTDI wall, which is one of the dose metrics displayed at the end of each scan.
even though the CTDA wall displayed numbers for the CT perfusion, may overestimate the skin dose, it can be still used as a conservative predictor of peak skin dose for most CT perfusion studies. Therefore, by optimizing the protocol, keeping the voltage, tube voltage low, and watching the number acquisitions during the CT perfusion studies, it is possible and it is done in a very safe method since CT perfusion is showing very beneficial application if, for evaluating stroke patients and other studies.